Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe Network's Best of Believe Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe Pitcher Free Throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tossme, The Rock, Kasapwas, and DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider here on Stadium. Best of Believe. Believe an omni-channel home to 400 podcasts. What kind of podcasts you like? We got that. We're expanding. Go check out our YouTube channel, Believe Network. Go check us out on Twitter, Believe Network. Instagram, Believe Network. Also, check us out, the Charity Stripe, at the.charity.stripe on Instagram or at underscore Charity Stripe underscore on Twitter. We're on the Believe YouTube if you want to find us there. And of course, on Stadium, so many great shows coming your way. Best to Believe. We highlight all the great Believe content from the content creators, hundreds of former athletes on our network, hundreds of pundits on our network. We have all the great content, different clips coming your way, a lot of cool stuff down the pipeline. Getting started, just for a little funsies while we're all here, three of us together, I had an idea I want to throw it by you guys. Jimmy G's been on the block for God knows how long. Kareem Hunt wants out of Cleveland. Cleveland may need a quarterback. Jacoby Brissett's not a competitive guy. They don't have a first-round pick next year, so tanking, there's no point in that. Deshaun Watson might be suspended for an entire year. One-for-one swap, Kareem Hunt, Jimmy G, Nick. Who wins the deal? Do you like the deal? Does everybody win? Does nobody win? Um, I think... The Niners win that deal. Okay. Because I think if you're looking at this whole situation, you're hoping that Deshaun Watson comes back and Jimmy G's just a rental. Yeah. And you're taking away a weapon from Deshaun Watson and a guy who can spell Nick Chubb, who could end up being one of the best running backs in the league. So Mm. taking some plays off for him. So I think the Niners would win that deal. And I'm honestly not too sure that the Browns would make that deal. Okay. Toss? Well, I think that for the Browns, it makes a lot of sense to me because... You don't have your first round pick next year. So you want to compete while you can with yeah. the roster that you have. Deshaun Watson is coming back eventually. So you'd rather keep that team together with a guy like Jimmy G at the helm as opposed to a guy like Jacoby Brissett. I think we all agree that Jimmy G is a better quarterback than Jacoby Brissett. And he could win more games for them in the AFC North. But I also like this trade a lot for the 49ers. I mean, Trey Sermon is supposed to be the backup for Elijah Mitchell right now. But if Nick... Sorry, if Kareem Hunt comes into that that running back room, that's dangerous. Mm. I'm I'm always excited for a running back in, in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan, but Kareem Hunt is he's awesome. And and that means that, you know, you don't have to run Debo as much, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Well, if the Niners are gonna have an awesome running back duo, I could give you one better. All the best to believe coming your way. Believe content. We have on my block of Packers podcast, Mike Wallamon Green. We also have the Sean Salisbury show with Sean Salisbury, and for the first time ever, their first episode, Smash and Dash, Lendell White and CJ2K, Chris Johnson coming at you guys. Don't go anywhere with the charity stripe. We'll be right back in just a hot second. Hang tight. We'll be right back in just a second with some more great Believe content on Stadium. We're back with the Best of Believe Network Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? We're back, babies. The Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tossman, The Rock, Kasopoulos, and DJ Nikki Snacks. Kreider here on Stadium. This is the Best of Believe, the Believe Network and Omni Channel. We have so many great clips coming your way from so many different athletes, pundits, different teams, different sports. 
first up, we have an awesome clip from Sean Salisbury in the Sean Salisbury Show talking NIL. At some point in time, they may be offered something, but then somebody else is offered more and they get to campus. If they're not playing, what is that guy who's paying them going to do? Well, I gave you a million dollars to do a commercial and you're the third quarterback. Eventually, somehow, there's going to be a clause in that or yeah. an addendum that says, I ain't paying you. We're not. Right. So that's where that slippery slope on the protection of the alumni or the booster side, right? But, yes, I believe it's going to be a great point. There are going to be kids that are going to do both. They're going to go to a school because the money's offered more, and they're just going there. They think they're going to play, and they're going to be a pro, but they're going to take the money, too, because they want to enjoy the shit out of college, right? right? And they don't want to have to ask their parents for money. I get it. And then there's going to be the kid who's going to go to another school that offered less because he wants to play and have an opportunity to be that guy. Sean Salisbury's show tries saying that, like, I can't do it. I could do it maybe three times in a row. But Sean Toss, Salisbury. Toss likes a good old challenge. You do like, you do like go. I do love a good challenge. And I love, <laughs> I love a good challenge, especially when you already gave it to us last week. So Did I? I'm going to give it to you every so had, week. The Sean Salisbury show. Yeah, the Sean Salisbury Time to show. practice. The Sean Salisbury <laughs> show. There you go. There's three times. We don't need to take any more time up with that one. <laughs> That's great. Uh, we have this conversation on NIL a lot, right? And we do it on our Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. And basically, Nick, when we were like off air, it's basically you were just saying like it's going to have to become incentivized. Yeah, just like how the NFL does it. At yeah. some point, these players are going to have to have incentives behind their money, right? You have to play a certain amount of snaps. You have to play a certain amount of games or you have to rush for a certain amount of yards, mm-hmm. right? Like companies don't want to have players that ride the bench or players that poor, that play perf- that perform poorly to be the face of their product or their company. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's... Because, look, you could throw a kid $9 million, but like Sean's saying, if he's the third guy on the depth chart, like, where'd my investment go? And you want as many guys to come in the room as possible. And right now, there's it's White Claw Central. There's lawless out here, right? No mm-hmm. no laws when you're drinking claws. Not a sponsor yet. And <laughs> But we'll see what happens when we actually – like, when we see this A&M class that they supposedly bought on the field, when we see the Texas Longhorn class, like, Bijan's rolling around in a Lamborghini – he still got it, you know. We we anticipate him being one of the best running backs in college football. Knock on wood, but what if he isn't? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Did they so give the did they repo his car? Yeah, <laughs> right. They repo his car. So these guys, it ha- it's going to have to get to a point where these guys are performing to the level. And I'm curious to see if there's a lull in the NIL, like and they're always like like any kind of stock market, any kind of money movement. If there's eventually a lull in the situation, but yeah, that's kind of how I feel on the Sean Salisbury show. We have more NIL talk, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Two guys who know a lot about the, fo- the sport of football, Lendell White and CJ2K on Smash and Dash, continue the NIL conversation right here. We dreamed of having this big, big old mansion. We dreamed of being able to go buy a sports car. Now I can do this in college. In college. So guess what? What am I doing here? Well, somebody, okay, so look, okay, I got to play devil's advocate and some of I got them, a 22, yes. but some of them might feel that and be like, I need more. You know how it is. Some people that touch a little bit of power or get a little bit of power in a job and they be like, I need to be more. Some of them are going to see that and be like, okay, I can do this right here. And this is what I'm touching. And I'm I'm the man here. But you know, that some of us sits here still like, yeah, this is cool. And yes, I'm touching big paper in the NFL, like college. I want to go to the NFL. I've got to feel that. Yeah. Like, I want to feel that. So awesome to hear from Lendell White and CJ2K, Chris Johnson, uh, teammates for the Tennessee Titans at one point in time in the NFL. 
I think that they both bring up really, really great points that are related to what we heard on the Sean Salisbury show, right? It's the motivation of going to the NFL has to be at the forefront of these young men's lives. And the other thing that I, I kind of wanted to throw out there is what about financial management, right? A lot of times, look, we're all 27 years old and we still don't know how to spend our money, where to spend our money, how to save our money. We're fig- so bad at it. We're figuring it out. So I think that for these young guys to get so much money at that point, they deserve it, right? They deserve that money. And at least if they make the plays on the field, they definitely deserve it. But how are they saving it? How are they looking at it from a financial risk perspective? And of course, you know, that's what the universities have to help out with. But I think that, you know, that initial point that Lendale brings up is you got to have the motivation to get you to the NFL because the bag is nice. The bag is nice for NIL money, but it's a lot better if you can have a long tenured NFL career. Yeah, these guys, look at MLB. These guys are signing 10 year deals to cross sport it. Austin Riley probably took less money than he could have made on a five year deal if he hit the open market, but he takes a 10 year deal to have the money for like a long time. He's a set long for time. a while. Set for, he's set for a while. Yeah. The money comes and goes and it moves. Like, look at T.O. Shaq has talked about spending a million dollars in one day. The money can move kind of quickly. It can. It can. And I think that guys have an appetite to stay in college longer once they get a taste of that NIL money. But also on the flip side, they may go to the NFL and realize that they made their money and not stay as long. And there's two guys in this next clip, Mike Wall and Amon Green, on my block, where they talk about the longevity of NFL players and not staying in the league as long. So check out this clip right here, and we'll get into it. I, I agree, man. It's, it's, this is a very interesting time for a lot of young professionals the guys that are trying to break into the league i mean you know they, they talk about the the career length of an nfl player being like three and a half years and obviously the the statistics take into account the fact that a lot of guys don't make it past year one mm-hmm. and we talk about this all the time like wh- why do guys not make it past year one or year two is it physical ability there of course it's part of it but you know you listen to any pro who's been who's made it seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. And you ask them, you know, why are they making it? Other people don't every single time they say the same thing, man. It's, it's because they were willing to put the time in. They were willing to be honest with themselves about their shortcomings and areas of opportunity and, and, and put in work to fix them. Like they're just willing to put in time that other people weren't. And Mm -hmm. that, you know, as, as great a job as it is to be in the national football league, it's a competitive job. And, you know, it's like, you know, you tell your kids the same thing. Hey, listen, if you don't want to put in the time, that's fine. Just understand there's somebody, you know, there's somebody down the street or, or you know, 2,000 miles away that's willing to do it. And 100%. one day you'll meet them and they'll beat you. It's just, it's a fact of life, man. That's how it works. Yeah. I mean, it's very, it's very it's eye-opening. Coming from two guys who are pros, been in the right. locker room. Think about how many training camps these guys have seen. How many guys they've seen put on a Packers uniform, and a couple of days later they're gone, and then you know we don't see them again. You know the NFL, unfortunately, it's like one of the worst sayings, but it does stand for not for long, right? And we've heard that time and time again, right? And we saw there's certain guys that look. We saw Justin Herbert, who wasn't ready after he could have been one of the top QBs taken. He wasn't ready after his junior. He stayed another year, and he obviously in the NIL days would have made more money. But from an NIL perspective, like. You, I still side with Lendale. You should be motivated yeah. to get there. And going, yeah. Well, to Mike Wall's point, he mentions that the guys that don't stay in the league long enough, or the guys that did stay in the league long enough, they basically said that they put in the time and the effort and the preparation to make sure they got better and that they you know, made all of the right adjustments. Yeah. So a guy who is in the league for one year or two years or is three years, right? He stays in the league 
maybe he doesn't want to make those adjustments because he already got his money in college. Like it's might it might force players, not force players. It might give players the opportunity to not even care as much because they made their money and they feel like they're set and they took their time in the NFL and they don't want to work as hard or retire early. That's what I'm saying. Because of you know, look, think about what we've seen time and time again. Guys leave the game early because of their health. Right. And if you have your money in college, guys could bypass the NFL. physical health and mental health. I I really like from the financial standpoint that there are other leagues that are being formed where football is still the sport and you can still make money like the XFL, like the CFL, which is, is getting better and better every single year as a basketball player in the NBA, you have an opportunity to make a lot of money in a lot of different ways, not just in the NBA, but overseas and now in college. So I'm glad that that NIL is a potential for money-making for football players as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we have more football talk coming your way. We have believe in Seahawks, Lofa Tutupu, Brett Davern over there. We also have believe in giants, Carl Banks, Bob Papa, and we have Believe in Colts, Draw Powers, Lawrence Owen. Don't move the dial. We'll be right back in just a hot second. We're the charity stripe. This is Best of Believe on Stadium. Hang tight. We'll be right back in just a second with some more great Believe content on Stadium. We're back with the Best of Believe Network Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tossing the Rock, Tosopolis, DJ, Nikki Snacks, Kreider. Best of Believe right here on Stadium. Believe Network. We have great clips coming your way. We're talking NFL training camp. Carl Banks, the legend for the New York football Giants. Bob Papa on Believe in Giants. Here we go. Enjoy. You know, Thibodeau is really, the one thing I love about him is he's not a one-move guy. He constantly works you during a pass rush, right? So he could give you something with speed. He'll go to power. He'll disengage. Boy, he did it a few times. <clears throat> and Andrew Thomas reset. I mean, feet were just moving, 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 moving. So that was really impressive just to continue to fight a high effort pass rusher. That's one of the things. And see, again, this is where you talk about the wins and a win-win situation where uh, the blitzer gets free, win for the defense. Uh, the quarterback stays alive, win for the offense. Well, with this battle between Thomas and Thibodeau, it's a win-win too because the harder – uh, Thibodeau's making Andrew Thomas work, and and he know and Thomas knows if my feet stop at any moment, this guy's got another move, and my quarterback's hit. So cool to hear from Carl Banks, 1980s All-Decade team for the NFL, who played alongside Lawrence Taylor, talking about elite rookie pass rusher mm -hmm. Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, and maybe aspirations to be on Dancing with the Stars as well. I mean, all the teams talking about was moves. Kayvon Thibodeau's got the moves. Andrew Thomas Ooh, got the footwork. Like, yeah, yeah. I wonder if Carl Banks has the moves. My money's on Bob Papa. He for sure has got the moves. His last name's Papa. Yeah, I think Carl I think Carl Banks is a worse dancer than you, Nick, because you're solid. I'm also solid. Toss, you don't dance a lot, but I feel like you could pull it out if you needed to. Toss is athletic, so I feel like he can move. For sure, but his balance is weak. I think that Bob Papa would have the best moves of all five of us, but you bring up an amazing point. It's it's cool hearing. First of all, I, I forgot that Carl Banks was on the All-Decades team. That's insane. Um, and probably would have been a Hall of Famer 
if he wasn't playing opposite Lawrence Taylor, who got a lot of the, the limelight. But it's great hearing him talk about the new defensive player, and it's cool seeing the Giants draft picks work out. Love Saquon, a lot of fun. Should not have taken him at two. Danny Dimes, so far not the guy. But Kayvon Thibodeau, Evan Neal, and now Andrew Thomas, kind of like an iron sharpening iron type deal. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people before college football started had Kayvon Thibodeau at the number one spot. So for him to fall to the Giants where he did, tremendous value. And I think the iron sharpens iron point is really, really, it's important because when they drafted Daniel Jones, there was a lot of question marks around him as a player coming from a a program like Duke. That's not a blue blood uh, for college football. Of course it is for college basketball. The bluest. Absolutely. The blue devils. (laughs) But I think it's, it's really cool to see that this draft, this pick pairs really well with a guy like Andrew Thomas, right? So when they're both getting better, they're getting better together. Yeah. And then when they're faced, you know, against an opponent, that's when they can really have their fun. And I think Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be a problem. I don't know if he's going to be as much of a problem as Micah Parsons was last year for the Cowboys, but the rest of the NFC East quarterbacks and left tackles better beware. Whereas I said, I thought it was a mistake. I still think it's a mistake. The Jaguars didn't take Micah Parsons hindsight 2020 and I'll die on that hill. I don't think it was a mistake that they took Trayvon Walker. We'll see what happens production-wise. I mean, Thibodeau could blow him out of the water, but I think Kayvon's personality belongs in New York. Speaking of some great personalities, we're heading to Believe in Seahawks, Lofa Tupu and Brett Davern. Enjoy this clip. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Why are you you right. getting so negative? Right, but I did get the sense of the energy and excitement in the air. Sure. In the building. Yeah. Like, I, I man, they were, they were ready to go, and I know – with the team speed that they have through the draft, free mm-hmm. agency, all the, all the pieces they've added, yeah, they're excited. And I'll tell you right now, I I'm it makes me excited because it used to, you know, even you know things. I'm not gonna say they got stale, right? But it was kind of like, all right, here well, we, we kind of knew what to expect at least in terms of the players on the team and sort of that level of play. And really, who knows what to expect? Positions were set, like yeah. this thing, right? Like there was no question about who the quarterback is gonna be. Right. There is a question right now. Right, right. I mean, they're even, you know, Rashad Penny finished the season very strong, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we drafted a second round running back. It, there's there's so many. And then the linebacker position, which I could go on for. Well, there's ever. like 15 linebackers on the roster right now. Um, Yeah, great that the Seahawks guys on the network, glass half full. They're excited. Uh, the Seahawks are going <laughs> to stink on ice, stink with a side of white rice, however you want to put it. They're going to be brutal. I mean, there's some shining lights. Woolen, the rookie cornerbacks look good. You got DK. You have Lockett. You have a good receiving duo. Noah Fan's still there. Uh, I kind of like him. But your quarterbacks are Geno Smith. He's flip-flopped everywhere he's gone in the NFL. And Drew Locke was not a D. Jack Hobbs locking in for 20 million rupees. He was actually a B. Ricky Ponting. I'm going to be honest here. I would rather watch Awkward on MTV reruns starring Brett Davern. <laughs> than the Seattle Seahawks this year when they're playing NFL games. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to be good. Here's the thing. Seahawks fans have been so used to success that I think they're really grasping at straws to find whatever they can. Sure. Now, could this be the beginning of the end for Pete Carroll? He's getting up there in age, and this is the worst team that he has had by far in a very long time. Yeah, this is the. it's going to be interesting. And I think I'm curious to see how the running backs, you have Penny, you have Walker, Chris Carson's retired. They've always had offensive line issues. He's got to rebuild the D. I think they're in a position where they could be picking at the top of the draft next year. Maybe for quarterback Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. We'll see what happens. We have one more clip coming your way on this segment. 
believe in Colts, Lawrence Owen, Gerard Powers. Enjoy right here. Well, so far it's it's really been non-surprising and I and I mean that in a great way because the last couple of uh, training camps have been, you know, full of surprises and off the field, you know, distractions if you will. I mean, obviously uh, playing through a pandemic that's been difficult and then last year this time you're talking about bone structures and surgeries on feet and things like that. So it's actually been a very normal, uh, you know, focused on football training camp to this point. We, we've joked, you know, sort of offline, you know, like the, the biggest piece of news so far has been, you know, Darius Leonard changing his name or wanting to go by Shaquille Leonard now. I mean, that's if that's your biggest piece of news, I mean, th- things are going well because knock on wood, knock on the hardest surface next to you. I mean, there's been no major injuries. What does that guy look like? <laughs> Matt Taylor. Matt Taylor. <laughs> the mystery, can, can we get a picture? <laughs> Matt can we get our producer to bring a picture over here? Producer, we need a picture of Matt Taylor. What is he? What if he's like, what if he should be on The Bachelor? Like, if he's a crazy handsome guy. In this, yeah, in this like bachelor. maybe like ABC is like, hey, can you not make any public appearances? We don't yeah. want to show your face because it's a mystery. We don't want any of our contestants to see what you look like. It's going to be a mystery. And he's just got great takes in the Colts. An interesting yeah. take. Great goes, smile. Yeah, he did say that the biggest news in Colts camp was uh, Darius Leonard changing his name to Shaquille Leonard. Was sick. it? No, was it? Because I, think I would it was probably think that their quarterback changing from Carson Wentz <laughs> yeah, to Matt Ryan maybe. was the biggest news. Maybe. Although I really do like the sound of Shaq Leonard. That's cool. It's so sick, and he's so good. And I, I Shaquille Leonard's like kind of cool too. Did you guys get a chance to watch the Hard Knocks that was in season last year with the Colts? Yeah, because I saw clips. because Shaq Leonard is one of the most electric people in the NFL. He's a huge personality, great guy, but also just brings so much energy to his team. I love him. If you're an elite inside linebacker, it's similar to like, not I guess closer. There's something like when you're like the field general for a, for a defense, right? When you're the back end of a, of a bullpen, there's not like, not like a screw. There is a screw loose, like Ray Lewis for sure, or Lacker. You're you're literally running full speed into basically walls the entire time. Or you're trying to break through the line, or you're trying to bowl over a 220 pound running back i mean you're going to meet derrick henry head on I, I was about to say bobby wagner shout out seahawks and i just remembered he's on the rams i feel like that's like people are forgetting that like everyone's like you know talking about stafford's elbow talking about cooper cup aaron donald and jalen ramsey and we're forgetting that von miller left but now they have bobby wagner and and even more so to our point earlier i hate to kind of you know, create this bridge and cat's cradle this thing. But we were talking about the Kayvon Thibodeau pick <laughs> for the Giants. Reference. I mean, that's what Darius Leonard does for the Colts. That's why I believe that they're the best team in the AFC South is because they have him, that captain on the defense that is an absolute playmaker. If Kayvon, Kayvon Thibodeau can become that for the Giants, mm-hmm. they're on the right track. Yeah, mm-hmm. every team needs that guy. Just like every show needs a guy with a beanie, and that's me today. Yeah, that is. You're our beanie baby for today. Um, I, you guys know me and we say it all the time. You win on the line, right? And the Seahawks made a, a first round pick on the offensive line, which I go on the great. internet, on the line, go on, on the line, go on, on the line. Uh, but I, I think this Colts team, I will leave it at this. I think they are in a really nice position to uptake the t- Titans. They absolutely Q janks it at the end of last year to the Jaguars and blew it. But I think they're in a really nice position to upend the giant, uh, the Titans, sorry, and take control of the AFC South this year. Guess what? More 
more belief content coming your way. So do not move the dial. We have some really hot press coming your way. We have tackling a new kingdom, Tank Johnson. He's got Pac-Man Jones, who hosts Believe in Bengals on the network. He's coming on as a guest. We also have Believe in Lions, Glover Quinn, and Jack Cavanaugh. And we have a new show on the edge with Slash, the nickname. And that's Cordell Stewart and his guest co-host, Joe Sorallo of Sorallo Sports Talk and Believe in Mets. Believe in Queens. Sorry. <laughs> a lot of names, a lot of flying around, but we'll be back. Don't you fly around anywhere. We're the Charity Sharp. This is Best of Believe on Stadium. Hit your free throws. Hang tight. We'll be right back in just a second with some more great Believe content on Stadium. We're back with the Best of Believe Network Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? Oh, hey. Didn't see you there. It's us again. The Charity Stripe. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tossman, Rochtosopoulos, Nikki Snacks, Kreider. Best of Believe here on Stadium. We have more great Believe content coming your way. Enjoy this clip. Two Believe hosts, one podcast tackling a new kingdom. Tank Johnson, host Believe in Bengals, own Adam Pacman Jones. Enjoy. Fred T calling me like, yo, I don't think you should do, do nothing with, with Brandon. He bad business. First of all, bro, whatever your business was wasn't my business. That's first and foremost. Second of all, I don't need you to tell me how to handle my business. Right. You get what I'm saying? So um, that has, that the relationship before, that has nothing to do with me. Um, my relationship with Brandon is golden. Um, I treat him how I want to be treated. He treat me how I want to be treated. Now, as far as the past relationship, hey, man, shame on you. Shame on you if you didn't have your business right. Right. You get what I'm saying? So, uh-oh, does anybody smell a rivalry brewing? That or it was already seemed like there was a, was a rivalry. We have Pivot, Channing Crowder, and Fred Taylor, and versus now versus Brandon Marshall and Adam Pacman Jones on I Am Athlete. Who Adam Jones has done a celebrity boxing match? Who wins in a celebrity boxing match fight? Pacman or Fred Taylor? I mean, I I'm, think we. I, I I don't think I can comment on this. Whoa, Nick with the no comment. You know what the funny thing about no comment is? It means so much more <laughs> yeah, than we dude. think it means. You think Pac cares? Pac's gonna pick himself any day of the week, dude. Yeah. Pac Man Pac-Man would pick himself if he was if in a forty yard dash, if it was like Pac, you versus me in a four yard dash. If he was in crutches, he'd still pick himself. And honestly, I'd I think pick I would him too. too. Yeah, I'd probably pick him too. <laughs> no, but for real though, in all seriousness, I I mean, hey, it's cool. I mean, it's cool to see, obviously, yeah. Pac, you know, start with us to believe in Bengals, branch out now to I'm Athlete and do his thing, and they're crushing with it over there, and he's crushing with Simon Wilcox to believe in Bengals. They're going to Bally's, Ohio. Um, but who doesn't like a little rivalry? And these guys are competitive guys by nature. They are. I think this is going to happen more and more, right? Because thank thankfully, more former athletes are taking on roles in the media. Yeah. And there's going to be beef. The guys that played against each other, like, yeah. they're going to have leftover... Yeah. Things to settle a little Kobe from, beef. from when they played. Yeah, well, I mean, when the guy retires from the league, right, He's his mind doesn't really change. He's still that competitive guy who yeah. wants to go out and, 
and seek out competition and seek out beef. I mean, that's that's who Pac-Man was on the field. And I'm sure Fred Taylor was the same. That's who Brandon Marshall is for sure. And it's just interesting that Pac is taking the side of the offensive player, right? And Fred Taylor and Brandon Marshall, both offensive oh, players. Oh, wow, yeah. Very, Defense very, versus offense. Did, I never, never really thought of that. It's very interesting. Another very interesting clip coming your way. We have one more coming at you guys right here, and it is On the Edge with Slash, Cordell Stewart's new show. Enjoy. Mr. Crab there in New England, we forgot all about that conversation. That hasn't even existed yet. I haven't you know, forgotten about of, that. I haven't forgotten. Right. You know, it's, it's Cordell. I, I would not guess this is episode one of On the Edge because, man, you're you already, right. you're amazing at segues because that was that was where I was going with that <laughs> in, in terms of consistency, right? I mean, yes. I think that, that the, the biggest hypocrite in this all is Bob Kraft because he's the one who came out and said after, and again, great clarification there, not the NFL, but after Judge Sue Robinson suggested a six-game suspension, Kraft was the first owner to voice his disappointment and say that the punishment needed to be more severe. But this is the guy getting on his private jet, going down to Florida, getting rubbing tugs. So hot calling a kettle black, if you will, right? It, it's yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's a double standard. And mm -hmm. because they know it's a double standard, they can say stuff like this. They can make those types of mistakes and it'd be okay. Mm -hmm. But yet when it comes to the players, it's almost as if they're being held at a higher standard because of maybe let's just say the public the public figure or the the celebrity of the player uh, uh when it comes to the teams it's almost like they're the ones that's so i'm not saying deshaun watson doesn't doesn't get off the snide here if you will he's going to get what he has coming to him based on what the ruling is going to be with the national he's at the mercy of the national football league but the owners aren't at the mercy of the national football league why because the owners are the national they're goodell's bosses can we just talk about how Joe Cerullo, who we love, we love. Yeah. He he really was trying to butter up Cordell. Yeah, I hope he put some chapstick on before he smooched his behind. I'll say I'll say that much. But Cordell had brought Cordell himself did bring up great points. And it's gonna be interesting to see if the NFLPA uses the Robert Kraft situation and points to the double standard. There things are different. Like what Kraft did going down to to Florida to get some tugs was illegal. Like, you can't do that. Soliciting prostitution. Deshaun Watson. First of all, pretty wild that you have to take a flight down to Florida just to get some tugs. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to comment. No comment on that. But you generally don't have to. The Deshaun Watson situation, though, is vastly different. Uh, it's a different complaint from the female perspective. So I will say it's going to be interesting to see how that's utilized. The NFL is going for one year for Deshaun Watson. He is going to get... He is going to get penalized by that, but I'm mm -hmm. curious to see if the NFLPA does bring that up because there is somewhat of a double standard because the owner, you know, don't get punished. It's not like Robert Kraft's getting suspended. Right. Oh, I do think as well, you mentioned that it's a different situation. It was complaints by several women on Deshaun opposed to, it was like a sting operation, right? That where Kraft got. Yeah. He got signed up. Yeah. For sure. So that is a very different situation. But we'll see. It's an interesting point by Cordell. We'll go now to another podcast, another clip. This is a great one for you guys. We have right here, Believe in Lions with Glover Quinn and Jack Cavanaugh. Enjoy. Pull out some of the college stuff, right? Like, nah, we're not going to take your pick, but you're not even eligible to make the playoffs this year. Ooh. You're not even eligible to make the playoffs. So you're playing games knowing... Man, we can't even make the playoffs all because our coaches was trying to recruit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you start doing stuff like that. Now you now, right? Because in the NFL, guys know I only got so many years. 
and I can't waste a year. So to play a whole year, knowing that we can't make the playoffs, I really don't even want to play this year. I'm wasting hits on my body. My, my body only got so many hits, and I'm giving them out, trying to win games, knowing that we can't even make the playoffs, right? Like, imagine being those college programs, right, that these kids, kids nowadays, right, get punished for something that the team did before they was even there, right? I yeah. wasn't even at USC when this was going on, but now I'm punished for, I can't even make a bowl game. Is that fair? Well, NFL, Hey, your owners are trying to recruit players at this before the legal period. It's gotta be a punishment for that. Love Jack's outfit. He's like, he's like exciting weekend at Bernie's right there with the bow tie. That's, that's the, every week. That's every week. That's every weekday, weeknight. He never takes the glasses off. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what his eyes look like. So you, you, you think you don't know what Matt Taylor looks like? I've known Jack Cavanaugh a lot longer. I have no idea what his eyes look like. Cordell, I mean, I sorry. don't even know what his upper look looks like either because he always has that stash. It's very true. Glover Quinn's got the believe hat. Love that swag like Utah's. I think it's a very metal point by Glover, though. So like, metal. Like, cut them out of the playoffs? Playoffs? Like, that would be crazy. I mean, think about how fast you would lose the locker room. I mean, the guy would have to sell the team at that point well, because they would the, never play for an owner like that. Think about the other owners in the NFL for other teams. Dude, I would if just the Dolphins go- can't make the playoffs, that's one other AFC team that can then make it. The one distinction, of course, that needs to be made is that you you pay your players, right? And yeah. obviously now the NIL we talked about earlier in the show is come to fruition, right, and exist in college football. But you were penalizing an educational entity prior, and it makes more sense. And it's really it's really tough to say, like, you can't make the playoffs because that's direct revenue for a team if they do make the playoffs. Yeah, that's the biggest point there is the NFL never wants the opportunity to lose viewers. They you're going to lose an entire not fan base. Do this. It's just an interesting point. You're going to lose an entire fan base. Yeah. Right? The Miami Dolphins have a huge fan base. and You so, never want to hurt the fans. And, of course, you want to hurt the players. It's not their fault. Yeah. No, you don't. But I think it's – they've penal- I think the penalty they've handed out losing a first-round pick – That's big enough. They're not going to tamper again. But I definitely think it's very hardcore for – If you're yeah. not hardcore – <laughs> Let's still live hardcore. And it's very hardcore. The legend of the rent. Was, yeah, it's way, it way hardcore. The legend of the rent was way hard. Thank you. That was the tenacious D reference. That was surprised. The metal point. It was actually uh, School of Rock. School of Rock. Le- oh. Wow, that is School of Rock. And you know what else? This is best of believe. We have more great clips coming your way. We have Rudy Gay, the speakeasy. We also have Jacob Sersasimo, believe in the ATP tour. And once again, unfiltered with Casey Stern. We're the cherry stripe, best of believe on stadium. Don't move a muscle. We'll be right back. Hang tight. We'll be right back in just a second with some more great believe content on stadium. We're back with the Best of Believe Network Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? 
Hey, it's us, the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws, because they're free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tsapos, Nikki Snacks, Kreider, best of believe here on Stadium. Clips, 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 coming your way with Casey Stern, unfiltered, talking Kevin Durant. Enjoy. The fact that Kevin Durant is telling... <laughs> he's not only telling the team, hey, I want out, right, of this contract I got. They did everything for him. They literally, they massaged the whole organization and everything around. Oh, and now what? He didn't want Steve Nash. It wasn't him. It was Mark. Of course it wasn't you. Right. Now it wasn't you. At the time, everybody's asking Kevin Durant, and all we're showing is videos and highlights of when Nash worked with the Warriors and him working with Kevin Durant. But now you didn't want him. Oh, totally. I get that. Fine. Great. Here's Kevin Durant saying, hey, well, now I want out. I mean, first of all, like, yeah, you should run a team. You decided, I think if I play with Kyrie and James Harden, we'll win. Really? What the hell game you been playing? Let me say this. As the Celtics fan here, I know I'm rocking the Warriors. I'm just rocking teams, rock teams. And I love Klay Thompson. But as a Celtics fan, at this point, I'm sour cream and onions with this Kevin Durant thing. You're projected to be first in the East. You went to the finals. Guys are getting older, more mature. Marcus Smart coming off a of DPOI. You bring in Brogdon, you bring in Gallinari. Why are we breaking up this nucleus? Why are we causing these issues in the locker room? Kevin Durant may, may go down as a top five player of all time, especially offensively. But everywhere he goes, drama and negativity. At least, you know, the, the war they won in the Warriors. People want to know who he is, and he definitely tells them. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Durant on his way out with the Warriors, kind of unpleasant. Part of it's injury, but part of it's just demeanor. The whole Nets tenure has been kind of a disaster, quite frankly. And everyone's like, oh, the, the, the foot, if it was three inches over them. No, it's been a train wreck. And I think at this point, if you're the Raptors or the Heat, you kind of need to make that move because, you know, you're not, you're not a top three team in these. But if you're the Sixers... You're the Celtics, you're the Bucks. Just run with it and see what you got. Because everything going on in Brooklyn between him and Kyrie at this point, for me, it's gotten old, and I don't want to break up our core. I want to see us run it back and try to do it. Okay. First thing, love, love. When a Boston fan makes it about Boston and not about what it's actually about. Yeah. I don't think Joe Sy had any intention. He does not want to get along with Kevin Durant. Everything that Kevin Durant has put in front of him at this point he disagrees with them. They're not seeing eye to eye. I think that's very clear. I don't think that the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown offering was ever even real. Like, I think it might, yes, it was really said. It was really put out there. But does he know that the Celtics are going to immediately shoot it down? Of course. course. I mean, Tatum's not going anywhere. And quite frankly, I don't want Brown to go anywhere either. He's the one that brought Steve Nash in. He brought him in. And now he's saying that if Marks and Nash don't get moved, he has to be traded. He right? has He's, to be traded. Just sign a contract. He no, texted, you don't. He texted, I want to be traded. Josiah ignored it, and then he re-emphasized the message. And Josiah still doesn't care. And look, he's the owner of the team. He is the owner of the team. And look, I don't think they're going to find any suitors for Kevin Durant just because the asking price is too high. And yeah. I think he also probably wants to stick it to Kevin Durant. So it might be Kevin Durant, Josiah, and the Pussycat Dolls after this. Don't you wish your wow. superstar would just be chill? And la- last the only pussy guy Dallas song I know. Last thing I'll say, and we talked about this on our show, The Charity Stripe, go check that out wherever you listen to your podcasts, is that the Brooklyn Nets, since moving to Brooklyn, the Nets have not won more than 50 games. It's a gong show. It's pitiful what's going on over there. They've actually gotten some guys to put around these two, and they won't stick out their contracts, which they've signed, 
I mean, who knows what Kyrie's thinking? But Kevin Durant wants out. He signed this massive deal. Go win. Put your money where you're at. Stop escaping. Stop running from everywhere. Get it done. Speaking Unless he doesn't want to play with Kyrie. Speaking of getting out, um, this next one, we're going to cut to Speakeasy with Rudy Gay, who absolutely wants Brittany Griner out of Russia. Check out this clip. I just don't like where this is going. Obviously, um, we have been targeted for a long time. Not just basketball players, not just just black people, but, you know, just, you know, this world has been harsh to certain people. And, um, you know, it's just sad to see that, you know, a person with a family, she has a wife, you know, she has a mother, she has all these things can be put in the middle of basically some governmental contest, you know, to, 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 to be frank. Um, you know, I've been around Britain and, um, I know how it is to, to, to be able to accomplish some things in your life and work hard. But when do you have to work hard enough to be targeted? Everybody wants Brittany Griner out of Russia. What planet are we on that people are still getting in trouble for weed? I mean, on I, Earth. Thank you for the update. There, there are. Uh, no, no, I'm just saying there's a lot of countries out there that have that. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It's crazy. It's insanity. It's a political. It's a political thing. You know, I'm not going to quote Rudy Gay. I was about to uh, because we can't because we're PG on stadium. Uh, not Paul George, but, you know, parental guidance. The It's insane what's going on here. It's Russia versus the United States. Nothing to do with Brittany Griner. Nine and a half years. They want to do a swap with the merchant of death, an arms salesman. So that doesn't sound like a fair trade to me. No, it's who like, Who it's is Brittany Griner hurting and... Who has the merchant of death hurt or have the ability to hurt in the future? The Rick in Williams fact, deal. was she not hurting anyone? She was making revenue for the country of Russia by playing in the Russian Women's League. Joke. Right? Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. It's not like it was Tom Cruise in American Made where she was drug running. She absolutely was doing nothing wrong to any other individuals. I think your point puts it best, Nick. And bring her back. Yeah, I mean... Bring her back to the States, please. uh, Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's out of control. I will say, good for you going in your bag for making that Tom Cruise reference. Um, All right, I want to throw up a tweet, a little graphic right here. Antonio Brown said this today, my biggest regret in my career doesn't involve calling my GM a cracker or showing up to Raiders camp late in a hot air balloon with frozen feet or throwing rocks at the UPS driver, and it definitely doesn't involve taking my shirt off and doing a victory lap around the Jets stadium mid-game while throwing up the deuces and costing my team a championship. That's my little addition. My biggest regret is that I'll never get to see me, Antonio Brown, play a game live. Sure, I can watch the game afterwards, but I can't imagine what that was like for all of you to see something like that, like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at Red Rocks. Second craziest quote I've read on Twitter behind Donald Trump saying, no president's done more for the black community than me other than maybe Abraham Lincoln. Talk about a monologue. Mo- huh? I mean, if you're, <laughs> if you're new to an acting class, folks, look no further. Just look at the Antonio Brown tweet and use that as your monologue it's a good one. for your first class. It's a good one. We all thought, everyone thinks this is epic, but Toss, you brought up a great point before we got on, and I would love for you to, to make that here for the people viewing at home. Yeah, to me, it has to do with athletes and how much time they put into mastering their craft yeah and not only athletes but anyone whether you're a a painter or an actor like nick was just alluding to a monologue or a businessman you work really really hard and yes you get a lot of fulfillment from other people saying that you are great from fans watching you in the stands but nothing feels better 
than knowing that you put in that work and succeeding in your own head. And so I think he's, he's undervaluing the fact that he got to be the one that ran down the sideline, passed a DB, threw up the deuces, and scored that touchdown to win the game, right? Like when Steph Curry hits a 35-footer, he doesn't watch it back and think, oh yeah, that was the best thing I've ever done. Doing the actual thing itself was way more gratifying. I guarantee it. And when he watches it back, he thinks about the memory of doing that to whoever was in front of him. Could have been PG, Paul George. Could have been. A quick, Real quick, though, before we break, what would be cooler at Red Rocks, Jesus or the Beatles? Nick, just pick one. <laughs> just say it. Just say it. Jesus probably, the, probably Jesus. Okay. Toss. Yeah, probably she loves Jesus. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Call me crazy. I might be more of an Eagles guy than I am the Beatles. Not, not crazy. We could definitely debate that another time because I do love the Beatles. Yeah, I, I want to. But like, what's it. Jesus doing? <laughs> like, like, is he like healing like people the on first, the spot? Or no, like, it's like the first TED talk, kind of. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it is the first TED talk. Really, yeah, really interesting stuff. We could go, we could go on all day, but we'll be right back because it's a commercial break. The Charities try best to believe on stadium. Don't go anywhere. Ink tight. We'll be right back in just a second with some more great Believe content on Stadium. We're back with the best of Believe Network Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? Thanks for joining us here. This is the Charity Stripe Best of Believe. Go to Believe.com. Check out any of the podcasts you saw. We have so many more. Go to Believe.com, the Believe Network, and on the channel. We got some of our own, actually. Horns Up Talk in Texas if you like Texas football. Ring the Bell Pods Talk if you like Padres baseball. Believe in Mavs if you like Mavs football. And, of course, the Charity Stripe, who we are. Yep. That's who we are. This is Believe. This is Stadium. Fans out there, drag both feet in bounds, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt, and hit your PKs because they're free, and hit your free throws. Why, guys? Because they are free. We out you. We love you. Thanks for joining the Believe Network's Best of Believe Hour on Stadium. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.